Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm just calling it the podcast now because I am bored of doing intros. So for the time going forward, it will now be known as the podcast. So look, today what I want to do is talk about the five essential skills, habits, and behaviors for career success and how we can all develop them. So look, we are always looking for that silver bullet, right? That being the thing or things that will let us accelerate past everyone else to reach our aspirations in record time. Sadly though, life doesn't work that way, but we can recognize the key habits, behaviors, and skills that enable career success in the long term, especially with something I look at quite often as lifelong employability. Now, that's not a phrase which is used often in the careers game, but it's what we're all aiming for when you think about it. Because we're all just trying to build our talent stack. Now, talent stack is a phrase that I use to describe all of our skills, experience, habits, and behaviors rolled into one. And what we're really looking to do is to build our talent stack so that'll give us the code which enables us to keep being employed long-term. This is most certainly not about staying in one career, or being with one employer. This is about building that talent stack which allows each of us to adapt to the ever-changing world, thus enabling us to be employable. You don't wanna be stuck and stale when it comes to career success, right? So as a learning and performance consultant, I spend probably too much time reading research on high-performing people, places, and how this can translate into the workplace. And something that I've been obsessing over the last year in particular is looking at the three to five skills, habits, and behaviors that modern organizations need from their people and how each of us as individuals can build these to navigate the career landscape today and in the future. So let's talk about the components that we should focus on to build our talent stack for lifelong employability. And you'll notice here, these are a mixture of skills, habits and behaviors. So the first one is resilience. And actually the team from everydayhealth.com define resilience as the ability to withstand adversity and bounce back from difficult life events. Being resilient does not mean a person doesn't experience stress, emotional upheaval and suffering. Resilience involves the ability to work through emotional pain and suffering. Obviously, none of us want to suffer. Yet, we can learn valuable lessons during these times to take forward into the future. Dealing with sudden change is something that happens often in life and the working world. You know, this could come through a reorganization. This could be taking on a new role. No matter what it is, deploying your own resilience will greatly help you. But one does not just build resilience though. It is learned through experiences over time. So I can't give you a course or perfect resource to help you. However, in the show notes, you'll find a link to everydayhealth.com who have created a bunch of great insights that can help all of us. So this leads us on to our second in this series here, and that is adaptability. So I describe this as the ability to navigate new landscapes and deal with ambiguity, which in my opinion is basically the ride of life. So the capability to adapt to new environments, new times, or when presented with new data is crucial. 
Classic examples of this include when Spotify disrupted the music industry with streaming and when Apple released the iPhone, introducing the first smartphone apps into our lives. That was a massive piece of disruption and the market, the economy, the industrial world had to really adapt to that. So recognizing, understanding, need to adapt to a changing world is essential. Now, another example for you is the CEO of VaynerX, Gary V. So Gary V, or Gary Vaynerchuk, inherited a bricks and mortar wine business from his father. It was a small scale operation through local stores. So this was back in 1998. And Gary soon realized that the times were changing. And he stumbled across at this point, which was an emerging and little known at the time video sharing platform called YouTube. And basically, Gary felt this new piece of technology could help scale his business. In his own words, he said that I was completely convinced that online video was going to be a big thing. I knew it was a medium that was going to matter. However, the old guard at the time in the late 90s didn't see the changes in the world through the power of the internet and more new digital technologies, or perhaps they didn't want to face them. So Gary was told countless times by those around him that he was crazy or he was going to destroy his father's business. Instead, that little old wine library TV show that Gary shared on YouTube eventually blew up after 58 episodes. It blew up so much that Gary has pivoted his career into the world of social marketing and broader entrepreneurship. So a lot of people don't even realize where he began in the wine industry. Now today, YouTube is a must use app and Gary sits atop multiple successful companies. But why so? It's simple. He built the capability to adapt to the world around him, not to try to make the world adapt to him. You will never win with the latter. So let's move on to our third point here. And that is on digital intelligence. So for me, digital intelligence is really crucial in you know, such a digital world these days. And this really has nothing to do with intelligence, even though I've kind of labeled it as intelligence, but everything to do with awareness. So if one thing is apparent across many generations of people that I've worked with personally, so this is my truth, it's not the truth. It is the lack of knowledge when it comes to using and understanding basic digital technologies. So a classic example of this, I think, can be found in workplace tech. So from a recent survey from Okta, the identity management organization that has over 10,000 clients, they discovered the average company provides employees of over 88 different applications to use in their workflow. That's a lot of choices, right? And this often leads to trying to use too many tools and only utilizing those tools to less than 10% of their capabilities. Now, this is bad for your skills and it's bad for work too. And let's talk about that. It's important in an ever-growing digital world where really the lines between the physical and digital are blurring almost daily that we get better of understanding how tech can support us. I'm of the belief that those who are tech savvy will have more career opportunities available in the long term. And let's get clear on being tech savvy here. This is not about learning how to code or architect system. It is far simpler than that. This is about knowing popular and useful tech. It's how you can use that to support your skills and your career. Consider how people use YouTube as a learning resource today, and they use the features of LinkedIn to build a professional brand and learn new skills. Digital intelligence is just that. It's about knowing how to use technologies to support you.
So moving from digital, we now talk about more the physical and emotional intelligence, which is number four on our list. So if there was one thing I wish they would teach us all at school, it's emotional intelligence. I find it very weird that as emotional beings that we don't recognize we have emotions and we often try to suppress them in many cultures, especially in the workplace. But what's important to remember is that emotions drive our behaviors, mood and actions. They are the data that we use as humans to interpret the world around us. The sooner we can learn this, the easier life can be to navigate. And guess what? Emotions matter in the workplace too. Healthy emotional cultures where people recognize and understand the impact of their and others' emotions are instrumental in enabling us to do our best work. And I think the team at Very Well Mind define emotional intelligence really well. So they define it as the ability to perceive, interpret, demonstrate, control, evaluate, and use emotions to communicate with and relate to others effectively and constructively. So here's a few tips on improving your own emotional intelligence. So one, be aware of your emotions. The first step to improving our emotional intelligence is to be aware of your own emotions. Pay attention to how you feel in different situations. What triggers those emotions? Once you are aware of your emotions, you can start to manage them more effectively. So two, be aware of other people's emotions. So in order to be emotionally intelligent, you also need to be aware of other people's emotions. Pay attention to nonverbal cues that people use to communicate their feelings. This can help you better understand how they are feeling and respond in a way that is helpful to them. And then finally, practice empathy. So empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. When you are able to emphasize with someone, you are better able to understand their perspective and provide support when they need it. To practice empathy, try putting yourself in someone else's shoes and imagining how they might feel in a given situation. So that wraps us up here on the fourth point for emotional intelligence. And now we'll move on to our final point on five, which is future fit. So this is not a skill nor a behavior. It's more of a habit or perhaps a state of mind. Now, I define being future fit as understanding the skills you need to be world class and navigate the current world, but also have the curiosity to develop what's needed for tomorrow's world. We're blessed and cursed as a species with the ability to remember what has been, but have the foresight to look ahead to what may come. Now, doing either can be problematic, but with the right intent and context, they can be useful. We can't predict the future but we can do our best to plan for it with the data we have today. Now, when I think about being future fit, I think about having the right skills in place to keep navigating the world and to do all of the above points that we walk through. It's quite fitting that this last post rolls everything we've discussed so far into a kind of neat little completion. One of the ways I find useful to keep myself ready for what might tomorrow bring is to conduct a quarterly health check for my skills and you can find a link to that in the show notes as well to explore more of that and use a free template too now it might sound like a cringy tagline but skills pay the bills right so it makes sense to assess them often if we keep building the right skills to navigate life and the career game we can most certainly take some control of building opportunities and charting our own course so folks let's invest in ourselves that's a wrap on everything I want to talk about today. Now, of course, this list will most certainly 
evolve over time, yet I've really got a sense that some of these will always be what enables each of us to design a rewarding career on our own terms. I hope that has been valuable and I will talk to you in the next one, folks.